Welcome to the Ohio State University Autumn Quarter Commencement, held Sunday, December 14, 2003, at St. John Arena. 1,438 graduates receive their diplomas. This quarter's commencement speaker is M. Barnett Perry, Senior Vice President of the Kroger Company. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the 366th commencement of The Ohio State University. I am honored to preside at this important ceremony as this university bestows its academic degrees upon today's graduates. At each commencement, we ask a noteworthy individual to make remarks to our graduating class. We are fortunate to have with us today Ms. M. Marnette Perry, a leader of one of Ohio's most visible and most successful corporations, the Kroger Company, and a community activist who has served in leadership positions in a number of major education, arts, and social service organizations. Like many of you, Marnette Perry held a part-time job to help pay for her expenses while she went to college. She took a job as a part-time cashier at the Kroger store in Portsmouth, Ohio, while attending Ohio University. But unlike almost everyone who takes a part-time job in college, Ms. Perry turned hers into a career. During her now 31-year-long career with the Kroger Company, Marnette Perry has held a number of crucial roles while working her way from the cash register to the boardroom. Along the way, she's achieved many firsts. For example, in 1997, she was promoted to president of Kroger's Michigan division, becoming the first woman in the company's history to lead a retail division. Three years later, she was named president of Kroger's Columbus division. And as we all know, it's a tremendous promotion to leave the Michigan division for the Columbus division. <laughs> This past March, Ms. Perry was named Group Vice President for Perishable Products, and she moved to the corporate headquarters in Cincinnati. She's continued to rise in the company since then, being promoted to Senior Vice President in July. Currently, Ms. Perry is responsible for seven of Kroger's 17 retail divisions, and she's helped make Kroger one of the nation's largest retail grocery chains, with more than 2,500 stores in 32 states. Throughout her career, Ms. Perry has shown an equal commitment to her community and similar expertise in helping community organizations achieve their goals. She's currently a member of the Ohio University Board of Trustees, and she formerly served on the board of Central Michigan University. Here in our community, she served as a member of the Ohio State University Medical Center Strategic Planning Group and on the foundation board of the Children's Hospital and on boards of the Columbus Association for Performing Arts, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce, Columbus Downtown Development Corporation, and the United Way of Franklin County. 
Her numerous awards and honors include receiving the Grant Thornton Executive Woman of the Year Award in Detroit and being named a YWCA Career Woman of Achievement in both Cincinnati and Detroit. It is my great honor to introduce to the autumn 2003 graduating class of The Ohio State University, our esteemed commencement speaker, Ms. Marnette Perry. Thank you for that kind introduction. You know, I feel that I know many of you already because of all of those emails I received from OSU students about the 7th and High Street store needing a remodel. Yeah? I uh, fully agree, and I feel your passion. First things first, I love OSU, and I love very much sharing your moment of celebration and recognition. But best of all, I love looking in the faces of all of you who have accomplished so much, and then contemplating for just a moment how you'll leave your fingerprints on our world. I know that every graduate here has a story, a story of challenges and disappointments punctuating those successes. But today, every graduate celebrates his or her own accomplishment. You did it. But there's a certain duality today uh, in this celebration that no one here did it alone. Help came in lots of forms and packages, and it was encouragement from uh, family and friends and the faculty and the community that no doubt got you through. Today is a day when I know that the thank yous from you flow as much from the heart as all those words of congratulations. A few weeks ago when I got that call from Dr. Holbrook, I thought I was getting the call from the top to encourage me to put my support of OSU into action and write a check. You've been called too. Um, I've been a trustee of two universities and believe me, I understand stewardship. But when she gave me that opportunity to participate in your ceremony here today, I realized that uh, writing a check would have been a lot easier and a lot less stressful. You know, the hardest part about today is, of course, which of the many, many appropriate points of discussion do I choose? You already know the value of preparation and goal setting. That's what got you here. You've shown your appetite for knowledge and your curiosity. You've clearly established standards for action and leadership, which are my personal favorites to watch. But as the OSU commercials would suggest, you are really smart people doing really smart things. I'm a retailer, a marketing person, a business executive, a person keenly focused on branding. So not surprisingly, I pay attention to commercials, I listen to themes, I read billboards, I even read the messages on the sides of trucks. I ponder the meaning of the unsaid, and I enjoy the artistic value of all of it. So also not surprising, I love our OSU commercials when they talk about really smart people doing really smart things. 
and the Ohio State University do something great. Hearing those creative commercials, I'm intrigued, I'm captivated, I'm impressed. When a young student like Jerry Sutton describes the use of bioactive compounds to modulate the insulin sensitivity in gestational diabetes, that, when I hear it, is someone really smart, doing something really great. But when Jerry Sutton talks, to me, smart means something I couldn't begin to understand, and something great is something I could never do. But the commercials are terrific, because they cleverly suggest to all of us that you can be smart, and greatness is within your reach if you choose to reach for it. I'm so often asked, what was that defining moment in my career, that one specific point in time when my future direction became clear? And I just can't answer that question with one particular story or an event. First, I have defining moments daily, moments that craft and change and adjust my path. Second, yesterday's lessons for me pale in comparison to the lessons I'm learning today. More importantly for me, all of those experiences continue to, to form a defining concept instead of just a moment that influence my decisions, my goals, and my results. The concept that smart comes from preparation and great things are something I must choose every day. Not long ago, I spoke to the YWCA in Detroit to an audience of high achievement executive women and YWCA girls. Like the graduates in this auditorium, uh, they will accomplish great things because they choose to accomplish them. I encourage the young women to be smart and strong and bold, reminding them that these are qualities that we all possess, every one of us. But the message to these young women was to recognize that we are not all born with all of these qualities in exactly the right proportion. We are not as smart, as strong, or as bold as we wish we were. What I find so important and so exciting is that these are qualities that can be learned. And like all of our skills, practiced and applied. And in doing so, they come more easily. Fortunately, I was taught this lesson early in life, and if I can use a little girl example, my father believed in practicing everything. How often did I hear those words, practice makes perfect, and I'm sure that I shattered him uh, with my inability on the piano, or maybe he was just right, I didn't practice. But fortunately for me, he believed that self-confidence came by practicing self-confidence. In our home as a child, our most distinguished guests were always my co father's college professors or politicians who occasionally visited. And my father had this practice of deliberately arriving late on those occasions for the first 20 minutes. It was never 19 and it wasn't 21. I was responsible to meet our guests and converse with them. Believe me, in our home, I always knew what was expected of me. Sometimes it was a history professor, sometimes a theology professor, 
but always it was a person that i could learn from if i had the skill and the confidence to do so it was pretty obvious that my father was training me in his baptism by fire approach first to be smart and strong and bold but then to know that i was he wanted me to know that my level of confidence could be strengthened by my own decision to do so dad in those living room experiences also taught me something else and that was to look at people at eye level never look down because respect belongs to all people but as i choose to look up to first respect myself you've guessed who my first mentor was but i'm one of those really fortunate people who stands here today because of many 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 mentors in my life who gave me that gift of the idea that i could stretch myself choose to accomplish more think higher raise my personal bar and never quit one of my favorite books which was first recommended to me by coach jim o'brien is the book good to great by jim collins and the book chronicles companies and talks about companies uh, that have found a way to move from good performance to great the author measured financial performance from the early 80s through the 90s and then studied why great performance companies made the transition from good the book is one of my personal favorites because it includes so many well articulated business and personal concepts but nothing is more provocative to me than the very first line of the book, which says, good is the enemy of great. Think about that. The author goes on to point out example after example, and I quote, greatness is not a function of circumstance. Greatness is largely a matter of conscious choice. In the great companies that Collins talked about, the best CEOs were not always the most charismatic, the best programs didn't always have the specific title, and the best timing was not always immediate, my hardest. The good to great companies just didn't need a larger-than-life leader putting into play some super business strategy to, rest, to, to which the rest of us say, aha. The good to great leadership, most importantly, took the time to find the right people and then encouraged them to choose to reach for greatness beyond themselves. The most resounding insight for me is that people like companies achieve greatness when ordinary people do extraordinary things. It's the idea that mere mortals can and do achieve greatness. In my career, I've had the pleasure of hiring and promoting and redirecting thousands of associates. The ones I know have the best edge are not just well prepared for the next spot, that's a given, but they are also the ones as ready to learn as they are to teach. Success, what is that one great insight that's the magic ingredient. For me, that answer is very simple. Success is a process, not an event. 
In his book, The Rise of the Creative Class, Richard Florida talks about 38 million people in this country who make up a culture that is leading us to a more knowledge-driven economy, an economy not resulting from technology and government and management, but from self-motivated, creative people. The author points to the view, and I quote, creative people are the currency of an emerging economic age. Florida points out several examples throughout the book that in a truly creative and open environment, we must give people the permission to fail as they choose to reach for greatness. What the author suggests is that the freedom to fail is the key to the process by which we pursue profound achievement. Former Congressman John Kasich wrote a book called Courage is Contagious. And in that book, he chronicles ordinary people doing extraordinary things. He calls it the power of one. You hold the power of one. You are the best prepared and the most ready. You don't have to be born great to do great things. Success is a process, not an event, and great things are entirely within your reach. So celebrate your success today, and in doing so, make the choice to reach for greater successes tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you, Marnette, for your wonderful and inspiring words. In recognition of your contribution to this 366th commencement, it's my pleasure to present you with the commencement medallion. We have a remarkable group of students graduating today. At each commencement, we recognize the undergraduate students with the highest grade point average. I'm pleased to announce today that we have two graduates, Tara Maguziak from the Fisher College of Business in Youngstown, Ohio, and, and Tara Lee Cyphers from Belleville, a humanities major from Ohio State's Mansfield campus. Both of them have completed their undergraduate studies with a 3.99 grade point average. Tara and Tara Lee, would you please rise? Congratulations. Within this class, there are also many other students who have maintained outstanding academic records while working toward their bachelor's degrees. They will receive diplomas designated summa cum laude, magna cum laude, cum laude, with distinction and with honors. Summa cum laude designates the attainment of a 3.9 grade point average or higher. Magna cum laude designates those who attained a 3.7 grade point average or higher, and cum laude designates those who have earned a 3.5 grade point average or higher. 
with distinction and with honors recognize rigorous work completed in special honors programs in the colleges all of these outstanding students graduating with high curricular achievement will be identified because they are wearing the honors emblem and a scarlet and gray tassel braid over their gown their honors are listed in the program beneath their names i would like to ask now all students graduating summa cum laude to please rise remain standing and those who graduate magna cum laude please join them and i ask them now to be joined by the students graduating cum laude and then by all of their colleagues who are graduating with honors and distinction. Please congratulate again all of these wonderful students. Thank you very much. An Ohio State alumnus who leads a major public relations firm in New York, recently gave me a book entitled The 22 Immutable Laws of Branding with the suggestion that I might consider these laws in understanding or identifying what might be the brand or the image or the distinctiveness of The Ohio State University. I pointed out to him that branding is not a concept that resonates well with academics because it has the ring of hype and can give the impression of trendy advertising that caters to today's market and thus does not necessarily convey the qualities and values we believe reflect well upon and sustain the positive reputations of our universities. Qualities and values that are not for the moment but are forever. Moreover, universities are generally opposed to thinking of themselves as businesses because our goals are not product-driven and bottom-line oriented but are guided by the mission of preparing students for success in a field or fields of their choice and to commit to a lifetime of learning, to create and disseminate new knowledge, and to provide service to society. Goals that may exist within business, but are not typically central. Nonetheless, universities do understand that they cannot ignore and they must adopt many of the principles of successful businesses. Efficiency, expediency, accountability, and most assuredly, integrity. Success in business also relies on branding, marketing, and advertising to create and enhance an image of the company or the product, to take control of a market, and to outstrip the competition. And in today's competitive market among universities, like it or not, we too design strategies to actively publicize, advertise, and market our institutions, programs, facilities, and our faculty and students. Our goal is also to enhance our image, our position among peers, and our reputation so the world will know who we are, what we stand for, and what we offer. And so, like business, we outstrip our competition in capturing a strong market share of top students, faculty, and research dollars. And you either are or will do the same thing to promote yourself.
ohio state will be part of your brand and part of your personal marketing strategy we have the obligation to assure that your ohio state brand a signature credential that will ever strengthen over the years will ever strengthen over the years and we pledge this to you now with these thoughts in mind i did read the twenty two immutable laws of branding hoping to learn some things to help me understand how perceptions of a great university are built and what we might do to create positive messages about our strengths and i thought about these laws and that they might apply to you our graduates as you leave to promote yourself and establish yourself in this world many of the rules are applicable to universities and to individuals a powerful brand like ohio state is in itself powerful marketing. It is a brand that differentiates you from others. It stands for your ability to successfully complete a program of study in an environment of great diversity of opportunity and people, to make life molding decisions, and to accomplish your goals. Brands in business are the most powerful when they are first, new, and hot, unique, and have an attribute that no one else owns. They must generate publicity and be seen as leaders. Where will you be first? What will you do that is new, unique, and hot? And how will you establish your position as a leader? Experience with branding has shown that people believe in leaders. Your Ohio State education has surely contained elements that offer you all of these credentials. Another significant attribute of successful brands is the characteristic that is a characteristic also of successful individuals is authenticity. What you are about as a human being, your character, your place in the world, how confidence centered and comfortable you are with yourself and how you work, think and connect with people, handle disappointment, fear, anxiety and frustration. Authenticity corresponds to a strong sense of self. In branding, it is stated that authenticity is the only claim that lasts. I believe this is true for our institution, and I believe it's true for you. Leadership establishes credentials, and like products, will sell even better than the wide range of benefits you bring. Your leadership must persist in a market, in an environment where others are doing the same things, and your power of separate identity is critical your ability to maintain a special image when others are working to change or expand theirs. These statements reflect only a few of the laws of branding, but I believe they're relevant to you and to your university. Congratulations to all of you for a future of success and happiness and a wonderful holiday season with your family and friends. Thank you.